KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. We're now proudly presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation. Right now, Iowa State students and faculty are giving their best to make our state and world a safer and healthier place. Your gift to Iowa State can move what matters, from opening doors to a great education and sharing Iowa State's best with the world. Make a gift at movewhatmatters.com. Now, for the latest on all things Cyclones, Here's your host, Cyclone Fanatics, Jared Stansberry. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry. You guys aren't going to hear from me a ton on tonight's program. Uh, during segment two, we're going to hear from Chris Williams and Brent Bloom. And then during segment three, we're going to listen to uh, TJ Otzelberger's uh, entire press conference availability from earlier today uh obviously coming off of the news of, of caleb Grill's dismissal from the program at iowa state uh, due to a failure to, to live up to the program's expectations obviously we all have been able to see over the last several weeks since caleb's injury uh that he's been you know a little bit uncharacteristic some of the things that he'd been doing on the court some of the body language and things like that uh that have made that you know have been a real difficulty i think for iowa state to be able to work through and uh you know i think the thing that people need to remember with this situation when you know the relationship that tj and caleb have that has been so well documented uh and obviously has been uh going for for many years now at this point uh you know six years i think since uh since tj started recruiting him while he was at south dakota state um for this to erode the way that it did, you know, this can't be the kind of thing that just happened overnight. And I've seen speculation about, you know, Caleb obviously put into a statement that he said something. I've seen speculation about it being a racial thing or things like that. Like I, I, I can't speak on that with like 100% certainty, but I can speak on it with enough confidence to say that I don't believe that is what, you know, was the ultimate, you know, nail in the coffin of, of sorts, uh, in this situation. And, um, you know, obviously everybody saw Caleb's statement as well, where he talked about his mental health. And, you know, I understand that I think as well as anybody with some of the struggles that I've gone through in my own life and uh, that, you know, it really hurts my heart to, to know that Caleb is going through, you know, all of those things. And I hope that, you know, he is able to, you know, get work through some of those problems and, um, and be able to get back on the basketball court. But at the end of the day, you know, the basketball court is not what matters when, uh, when you're going through something, you got to be able to figure that out for uh, for yourself. And uh, obviously, you know, there was a feeling that it had become too much of a distraction for the team. And, uh, you know, I felt after listening to TJ, you know, earlier today that it just you could tell that there was a very strong vibe that this had created a kind of dark cloud hanging over the top of what everybody was feeling around the program. And, you know, I think the hope now is that it it just kind of is an addition by subtraction from the vibe standpoint. And I'm sure there's people out there that would be annoyed with that terminology, but it just is, I think it's one of those things where you just needed to change, like something needed to change within the locker room. There was something that was uh, preventing this team from playing with the same level of energy that it had earlier in this season. And 
Um, and that's obviously unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it had to come to this point and it's a, it's a sad story all around, but I just wanted to get some of those thoughts out there, uh, before we got things rolling here with Chris and Brent, uh, and then we'll hear from TJ Otzelberger later on in the show. You're listening to the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street and Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns that helps farmers care for the pigs they protect the pigs from extreme temperatures predators you know all that stuff it is so high tech some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing and they're doing it all to feed our world and and don't forget about this so you can have some of that delicious iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall from everyone at cyclone fanatic i'm chris williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers the cyclone fanatic podcast network is now fueled by the mississippi river distilling company it is located in Leclerc, iowa and owned by cyclones in fact one of them even used to be Cy. people ask us all the time how can they help out at cyclone fanatic well here's a way you can pick up a delicious bottle 
of Cody Road Bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Welcome back in here to Cyclone Fanatic Radio presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Now here on the show, we're going to hear from Chris Williams and Brent Bloom, a podcast they recorded on Wednesday after the news of Caleb Grill's dismissal from the program. Uh, We're going to hear that right now here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. All right, somewhat emergency podcast here on Wednesday, March 1st. It is uh, Williams and Bloom. We talked about doing multiple pods one of these weeks as there's just so much going on. Did not see today's story coming. So we wanted to comment on it and give our thoughts. Caleb Grill, uh, I guess dismissed is the right word from the Iowa State basketball program. Um, Really a a shocking turn of events when you look at, I don't know, Brent, one of my favorite moments in Iowa State history, and this sounds crazy, but for me, who's known Caleb and TJ for as long as I have in that relationship, When we were in Portland and TJ and him had that embrace and TJ's in tears at the podium after Caleb scores 30 in that win over North Carolina, truly one of my favorite moments to to see that play out, the culmination, just Caleb kind of realizing, you know, the player he could be, TJ's pride in him. And somehow, some way, we are here on March 1st just – um, a week before the postseason begins with Grill being dismissed from the program. Uh, just a quite a quite a turn here. What are your opening thoughts here to get going? Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, first and foremost, it's uh, Caleb's words stand on on their own. Um, I thought, you know, under that situation for him to, and I would encourage people before they even listen to this, go yeah. read Caleb's Twitter. Absolutely. Because it better explains what he was going through than anyone. And I, you know, it's, it's a bummer. I mean, I think you can look at it from a basketball standpoint. Sure. And obviously not, not great news, but then from a personal standpoint and see you know, both people in this um, situation, I mean, the, I guess the whole team's in the situation, but you know, you know what I mean? Better than most. And um, Caleb's a good guy that was clearly being impacted by mental health and the back injury. And you, you can't put yourself in that situation. And I think the biggest thing for me, Chris, is it makes me realize, gosh, these are still 18 to 22 year olds mm-hmm. in college that are going through what a lot of us did in college and trying to become of age, not to mention they're under this massive heat lamp yeah. of being in power five basketball and all of the extra pressure that comes with that. Like you almost, my first, my first reaction is, man, I just, you know, you just almost get Caleb a hug and be like, Hey man, like you're still one of us. Like you're, we're on your side. And it, it's, it's unfortunate it had to come to this because he obviously is a great cyclone and he wanted to be one his whole life. Um, but also you understand it from a team perspective of like, exactly. If, if he crossed the line, then he crossed the line. Like there has to be a standard. And just because you're, you're, you know, the little brother is, is Caleb to TJ he can't be held to a different standard than everybody else. And I mean, I understand it's disappointing, but it's also like if, if TJ is willing to do that for the betterment of the program and the team, then he has to know better than anybody. And that's, that's the tough move you have to make as a head coach. Yeah. Really well said. 
I mean, I, there's no it. winners here, though. It's like, no, the, the, it's just, it's one of those things where, I mean, it's not even fun to talk about, really, because it's like you care no. about everybody in the picture. And um, it, especially this late in the season for a guy that's given so much to Iowa State, but also logically, like, you understand why it happened. Well, and, and that's why, like, this is just so out of nowhere because it's March 1st. And that's just another reason why it's like, if, if the coach would make this call now, then it, it, you know, Caleb it must is, have become an issue. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, you, yeah. Because clearly if you've, if you've watched Iowa state when, when they're at their best, Caleb is a big part of that. Now he hasn't been himself for a while. Okay. Like he's, he's not been very good, frankly. I mean, that Texas tech game, he kind of bounced back and had that big game, but then, yep. I mean, his, he and he would be the first to admit that, and I think that that frustration was boiling over for a really long time. But yeah, like one thing with with fans, and I get it, and I do this as a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. What is <laughs> what is well, Mike Zimmer thinking? Right there. there, you know. Yeah. I get it. I'm not criticizing fans. The the one thing that we get to see a little closer up is that nobody wants to win more than these guys, and I always just kind of chuckle where it, there's always one or two guys. Last year it was Tristan and Aruna, you know, like where it's like, why isn't he playing more? Well, like I'm telling you guys, like they have they, they have bonuses. They have like, and they're just competitors. Like if 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 those guys were going to help them win, they would they would do that. And from an odds standpoint, in the team, mm-hmm. clearly he th- thought that it was. Whatever was going on behind the scenes that we aren't privy to was bad enough to make the to pull the trigger now, right? Which that right. to me is a is a statement in it in its own right, and we'll see how the team responds, right? And the coaches yeah, aren't always right. Like that's the one thing, right? That coaches have been wrong before, but away from just from a, away from the mental health thing, and we're going to get back to that here. Um, from a basketball standpoint, they felt the need to do this going into the postseason where you're going to an NCAA tournament. I, yeah, I mean, at this point, you're still going to be an NCAA tournament team. And it's like, it's this is it. Like, you're you're there's no more time left. And so I think it probably got to a point. It's like, all right, well, if not now, then what are we, what are we going to do here? And so um, there are, what, five other seniors on that team that I'm guessing had some say to. And, you know, what, what do we want to do here, guys? And... It, it, yeah, for basketball wise, you now I I don't know. I mean, it's you you, you play three guards and now they all start. I and mean, I don't I don't know what you do from a bench perspective, but you know you figure it out. And at the end of the day, Iowa State is not going to win just based on talent. It has to work. It has to win with hard work, attitude, and not making mistakes. And and clearly, just bas- again basketball wise, Caleb had done some things in the past couple of weeks that greatly impacted the team in a negative way. Uh, he won a lot of games for Iowa State, but I mean that that sequence of events on Monday night arguably cost Iowa State the West Virginia game. And when you're Iowa State and you don't have the talent uh, as other teams, you can't afford five point swings like that, seven point swings. And and whatever the reasons were, it got to a point where they had to make this tough decision. And and here we are. Yeah, and and you go back through now, and and this is just really hard to like. The only reason that I feel like we can even bring it up is because Caleb put it in his tweet about the mental health thing and fighting the back injury. I'm glad 
I'm glad he did because it's his story is not uncommon and it's kind of the the dark side of of all sports not just college sports but all sports that that you don't know about and that exists these are human beings and they go through some stuff and you know what what was fred said social media is going to be the <laughs> the end of all of us someday yeah. that's kind of what resonated with me i mean Fred's. and he's largely a beloved iowa state guy but i'm sure chris i remember when i was in college and i got you know, an uh, angry email from somebody who read my stupid column in the, the Iowa State Daily, and it in, impacted me for weeks. And I, I can't even imagine if you're a Power 5 basketball player and you're going through what he has to go through. Like, it's just a – it's a hard deal. It really is. And so it's uh, – I can imagine it's tough. It's been tough on him. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I just – we just don't know. Like, it, but we have seen – I mean, if you've watched the games, his body language hasn't been great in in many instances. You know, he's gotten a couple of technicals. He uh, Did he get a T at West Virginia? I think he did, too. Maybe three. Yeah, um, it's two or three. Remember when he missed that layup and he yelled at the ref? Or yep. I, don't, I don't know if he got teed up for that, whatever. Right. But my point is, it, it all seemed fairly out of character for, for Caleb Absolutely. to be acting that way. And that's where it's just kind of... It's just you're you're sad. Like I, I'm just really. A couple things tonight. My feelings are I'm I'm overall sad. Yes. Uh, this this young man wanted to be here, and um, I and, but I'm also, you know, you you sit here and you kind of look back at it, and it's like, oh, well, it all kind of adds up now. You know what might have been going on, and if if that's yeah. what we were seeing, what weren't we seeing? That added plus, to, there, to what happened today. And there was a legitimate injury. And we even talked about this a couple podcasts ago and had no idea about what Kayla was dealing with mental health wise. But when you have an illness or an injury or a sickness, it can really negatively affect your whole outlook on things. Cause you just, especially when you're playing a high level sport, you need to be, especially in his case at a hundred percent when you're not right, I'm guessing it's easy to lash out. And just like, just be upset. And you throw that into who knows what's going on from trying to treat the, the injury. And you're, you don't feel like you're as much a part of the team and you're not with the team and it could just add up. Um, and so just kind of, you know, one of my favorite quotes is you, as I'm sure you, you've heard this before, Chris, is you just never know what someone else is going through. So always be kind. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think that's just a good reminder for even these guys who, yeah, they're getting NIL money and they're getting a full ride scholarship and they're on TV and they're the big the big people on campus, but their their pressures are are pressures that that you don't see. And the one and when they feel the pressure, they can't display it as easily and, they, and maybe it's harder for them to go seek help. And so I'm glad that there is some public publicity to this that you know, it's it's okay that he had to do this and ultimately it's not the result you want for the potentially end of his cycling career. But but he's only 22 years old, right? And so maybe this is the start of what's what his next chapter is, and this is the best for everybody. Well, my my true hope is that he can take whatever and, and learn from it and be better. Uh, the program made the decision for the betterment of the program. Now Caleb can focus on Caleb, you know, Absolutely. and and I hope he 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 wrote in his thing about being brave. I, I well, he's already done that, but I hope yes. that he can. You know, 
I, I have no idea. It's just so hard because we don't know enough about it. But, like, if it's therapy, if it's whatever, focus on Caleb. And I know that Iowa State fans will be rooting for him wherever he ends up. I know I will be. I'll I'll be uh I'll be locked in. I'll be we'll we'll sell fire up the grill shirts wherever he's at. Yeah, and and the thing is, he's still a student, right? So he's still getting his grad degree at Iowa State. He'll still have all the resources available to him to get the help if that's what he wants. Um it's not like Iowa State's just gonna say, Hey Caleb, yeah, you know, go back to go back to Kansas and you're on your own. Um no that you know, he means too much. And I and I know 99% of the people listening to this are team Caleb grill still and always. Working. Yeah. 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 And that's, Absolutely. it's not even, it's not a, it's not a Caleb versus TJ thing. It's just, um, it, it's kind of one of those things that it, it's unfortunate, but, but hopefully this is the, the best in the end for both. And Caleb's got another year of basketball left. If he wants to pursue that. I think that, you know, it's also important to point out, and we'll get to more of a basketball standpoint here from the program. Uh, we forget cause it was so long ago. But I think this is like the fourth guy Otzelberger's removed since he got yeah. the job, counting some of those prone left over. So my my I guess my point is, and that you, you kind of know the way the head coach is going to roll on these these things, at least for now. And um, I mean, really a a statement today by Otzelberger. To <laughs> when you think TJ, you think Caleb. When you think Caleb, you think TJ. And I mean, that was, and and that that really is kind of. I got asked a question on the radio, and I didn't know any of this was going on. This was like two or three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Uh, Trent Condon on cakes, and now asked me, "Is is Caleb Grill in the doghouse?" And my genuine response was, "No, he's not in the doghouse." Uh, I, but like, I said it this way, and. We each have kids like this. I know your kids really well. My kids are like this, where I have one who's an angel. She never does anything <laughs> wrong. I have yep. another one who will stand up and kick and scream. And and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now. They're like, oh, yeah, that happens, right? Hey, that's, that's that one, yeah. If, um, if, Cam- if, if Elise misbehaves, I'm like, yeah, kid, and you, and you deal with it, right? If Cameron misbehaves, I'm like, offended by it <laughs> it's like you know better than that <laughs> you know what i mean and th- that yeah. was how i described the caleb and tj thing to miller and condon that day and so my i, I guess the other point i'm making is like i just don't think that because caleb wrote i said something i shouldn't have and i regret it i just don't think that there was like any one thing that you say that leads to this this had to be boiling for a while i guess is what i wanted to leave it on yeah i mean it, obviously it's it's, it's been building. It has to be. This isn't a one-time thing because again, everybody gets everybody gets another chance. And I just want to stress, this wasn't something illegal, no, or anything like that. And I, you know, I think that what I appreciate about Caleb's statement is is he owned it. You know, it would have been a lot easy, and you've seen it in this era for for him to go on there and say, well, you know, I was kicked out without. You know, it was, it was all their fault, and and th- they didn't do this right, and I got tr- mistreated this way. No, he just he basically he owned it. Yeah, and he said, "I'll for," and I he didn't have to do that. And so I I I had a great respect for Caleb and his family already. I have even more respect for him now. Um, and it was just a, you know, in any in any walk of life, there's a line that has to be drawn, and if you cross that line, there there are repercussions. And then I think it's as simple as that. But it's not illegal. It was nothing illegal. And it, and, uh, I think, 
I don't think my perspective on either TJ or Caleb is any different today than it was yesterday. In any, I actually respect them both more in a weird way. I do too. I hate it that we've got to this point, but yeah, and yeah. It's, I, it's just, it, but it is unique. The whole thing was kind of unique. Is you know either either the coach just kind of lets the thing go, um, and you've see, seen similar situations like that in college basketball right now, or. You know, if something does happen, then there's immediately a, a backlash of I was, you know, I was wronged and and all this stuff. So, but no, I, it's um, it's sad. I think the it, it is sad, but I, I can I can assure you, the biggest Cyclone fan in Kansas City, or you know, for, for Iowa State going forward, Caleb will still be a a Cyclone oh, yeah. rooting for his buddies. I know he's got a good relationship with those guys, and there there's probably a lot of mixed emotions because absolutely. Yeah, the whole thing just really, really sucks. Um, I, I guess the only perspective I can take is as bad as I, I was crushed after that game on Monday. I don't know about you, just cru- for them, not for me, but just like they blew them. They they finally looked like themselves again. I was like, oh my god, they're back just in time. Yeah, I think everyone's reaction was that in the second half. Yeah, and then to to let it go. The way that they did with that <laughs> quadruple technical—I don't even know what the hell happened. You, how many trying. times have you t- been asked to explain that? By the way, they're still talking about it. I think at half court. <laughs> and so like it was just yeah. such a crushing loss. And I guess like today's story kind of makes you just—you know—the games are a little bit secondary. And you know we'll all care about the games again come Saturday, but yeah, it's a well. I think decent little I, reminder. I guess, yeah, my my final point would be is the reason why we care so much about Iowa State is because we care about the people, yes, and the players. And I think that's that's where the, all this has come comes from. the The majority of people aren't aren't disappointed because oh my gosh, how does Iowa State going to make a three now if the only option is it's Gabe Kalsher? The first reaction is, gosh, I hope Caleb gets better. And I think that's what that's what makes Iowa State an awesome place, and why Caleb will still be beloved by everybody. Um, it didn't end like anybody wanted, but I, I people want what's best for him. And sure, it's not great for Iowa State basketball in the short term because honestly, I don't know who's going to put the ball in the basket. Um, <laughs> but it does put it into perspective of these are still <laughs> still eighteen to twenty two year olds. They chose to be one of us, and we will still. Um, be on their side no matter what. And it's, I mean, maybe it's hokey and it is what it is, but loyal forever true is in the tagline. And I think, um, you know, when, when times are tough, that's when it's tested the most. Yeah. I think he'll be one of those guys that comes back and, you know, gets, so. gets shown up on the big board and everybody gives a standing ovation to, I'd be really surprised if that's not the it, case. Because it's, you know, Iowa state isn't making, two straight NCAA tournaments, a sweet 16 and going from, I mean, he's the perfect story of going from zero to the sweet 16 because, you know, he was, he's, he's seen it all. So I think from that standpoint, it's disappointing. He can't see the end of the road, but also he'll, um, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't lessen the impact he has had and the whole family, like the grill family is great. You've dealt with them a lot. Yeah, no, I've gotten to know them a little bit. It's really, it just shows that, you know, things like this can happen to any walk of life. And nobody's immune from um, decisions or mental health issues, and uh, it just takes it. It takes a village. It takes a team, and they'll get through it with the help of all of us too. Well said. Uh, really wish we wouldn't have had to podcast tonight, buddy. 
Yeah, I know, but it's March. It's (laughs) the honestly, what the weird thing is, you can learn so much about just general life things by being a a fan of sports. And I think that's why we all do it. I mean, honestly, only one team wins the whole thing anyway. Yeah. It's the, it's the journey. And this is just, just, just part of the journey, but more than anything, um, feel for everybody in that program. Nobody's happy right now and they're going through it. And uh, I hope for everybody's sake, they rally around each other and uh, have a great March. Hope so. All right, brother. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll hope to see everybody in Kansas city regardless. Hey, real quick. You doing a giveaway like tickets. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. The, I had a gentleman reach out. It was the coolest thing. So this gentleman's actually done this before on cycling fanatic. Um, He, him and his dad, have gone down to the tournament since 1987. And so he wants to give back by sending another parent child down to the big 12. And so we have a giveaway right now on the fanatic fanatic message board. If you tell your story of why you think um, cool. it'd be meaningful to you and your child or your parents, uh, feel free and post that. The nice thing is he was reading through some responses tonight and he said, I've got two more. I want to give away now. These have been too good. Awesome. That's so, very cool. So we're now giving away four tickets and, it's not through we will or anything. I mean, if people want to, he gave them to the option to be first. I said, no, man, just give them to a parent and a child, no donation needed. And we're going to send a, send a couple of people that ordinarily wouldn't get the chance to go to the big 12. Well, hopefully I can give somebody an idea here too. Um, I'm always a sucker for the women's game, but I am, I'm actually doing my kids and family are coming down later in the week. Yeah. And I got our hotel right at the crown center there. Um, no, the crown plaza, which is right crown next plaza. to municipal. And I think we're just going to do the women's now. <laughs> this is bad. I'm assuming there's an early exit by the men at this point. If well, not, the women all, won't play till Friday five. night. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm again, <laughs> that's, that's the chances bad. of men being around on Friday. Well, well, I, I yeah, take we'll, it. We'll burn yeah. that bridge. If we we'll, get there, I'll be the did, happiest. I'll be the happiest dude in the world, but we're I just going to buy be, you all of, a yeah. drink in the Marriott lobby. We're going to do the women's uh, deal with the girls and it's so awesome. much cheaper and it's less crowded and, and it's an awesome experience. I love municipal. Like I, I, I think it's the coolest place to watch a basketball game. And I picked that over sprint center or whatever it's called any day. Well, and you still get the power and light right there, which yeah, is the fun. It's like great. the basketball is great. Listen, I love the basketball, but it's the, it's you run into just random yeah. people in the power and light. So my point is if you've got kids like we're talking yeah. about and you're like, well, I can't afford to take my kids to get all session. Pat- no, just go to Neither the women's games. Yeah. I can't afford that. Like I, yeah. We looked into that. I'm like, Ashley, I'm not buying tickets for you and the girls who don't even watch the game. Like, there's no way I'm buying those. Um, So we're going to do the the women's game. And I I actually think, no, they're losing right now. I I think that they potentially could make a run. Like, because they're the type of team that if they get hot, like, they could. And there's not, like, a team in the Big 12 that they just can't beat, like, in the past, like, with with Baylor and stuff. So. Agreed. All right. At the the end of the day, and as – it, you got to make the basketball go in the basket. And so yeah. I think th- for the men, it got a little harder today, but I think in the, to be the honest, though, journey, yeah, it's like, just like, it's just part of it. Right. Yeah. They basketball, basketball is basketball. When's the last time like the Caleb, I mean, it was probably the Texas game where he was super effective. And since that injury, you know, the Texas tech game, I guess, and they yeah. lost, you know, they, they blew lost. that. No, lead, but I, that wasn't his fault by any means, yep. but Yep. It'll be, I mean, it's, it'll be super interesting going forward on the basketball perspective, but I think for, and we'll just end it with this for today. Um, 
hope Caleb gets healthy, whatever that means for him and his family. Yep, and absolutely, um, it's just a good reminder for everybody that uh, these are still college kids. And, you know, being a cyclone, being loyal, forever true is just that to, to them as players, but also individuals, too. All right. He's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams, and we'll have more for you guys coming up later this week. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, fellas. We'll be back with more Cyclone Fanatic Radio presented by the Iowa State University Foundation on a morning sports station, 106.3 KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NML. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. 
Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansbury. Now on the program to close things out, we're going to hear from TJ Otzelberger earlier today, uh, the press conference that he did with members of the media. Uh, just hear some of the what he had to say about Caleb Grill. Obviously, this was a, a big day. I figured that folks would uh, be interested to hear all of this audio in its entirety. Uh, so we're going to get to that right now. What can you say about happenings of yesterday? Yeah, so, um, you know, Caleb and I have known each other, I think we're probably somewhere around six years. Um, we've had a relationship, and... You know, you, you develop a bond, um, you care for somebody, you know, you want them to be successful. And like I said, I've had a belief in him for a long time, you know, enough of a belief to, to want him here with us at Iowa State. And you want them to be successful and you want him to be successful. And I'd say even as things move forward, you know, I'm a fan of Caleb Grill and I want Caleb Grill to do well. And I'll continue to um, have his back moving forward. However, you know, he wants me to do that. And at the same time, um, you know, it's really important as a leader of this program that the decisions that we make every single day always are in the best interest of our program. As much as I want a certain individual like Caleb, who I've known so long, to be successful. And, you know, with our team, um, you know, we've got a lot in front of us still this year. And... Our guys have a tremendous focus, um, had a great practice this morning, and we have a great opportunity in front of us Saturday. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be there for Caleb. I'm always uh, going to support him and continue to support him, um, you know, based on the relationship that goes back a number of years. But we, uh, you know, we're going to turn our focus, um, you know, right now and to do what we need to do to be successful, winning our game Saturday and continue to improve, you know, with our team in this season moving forward. Did uh, Caleb come to you at any point to talk about the mental health issues he addressed in his statement? Yeah, so what I can say is, you know, regarding mental health, it's, it's important to me that all the young men in our program understand that, Mental health is a priority for us, and their well-being and mental um, ability to be at their best and feel good is, is something that we uh, we treat very seriously and we care about. And it's important that our guys know all the resources that are available to them, and, and we encourage them to utilize those resources. And those resources will continue to be available 
for everybody that's you know a student of Iowa State University. We will make those available and they'll continue to be available for Caleb as well if he chooses to utilize them. So uh, we put mental health uh, really high value on making sure our guys' health and wellness and uh, that they're feeling great is, is a priority and, and we'll continue to encourage and, and do everybody that's, a, everybody that's a student athlete in our program to make sure those resources, they know they're there and they, they can uh, utilize them. At what point did it be, did, were you aware of Caleb's You know, HIPAA prevents us from being able to talk about, you know, specific individuals and what, um, what they're going through. So that's something that I really, you know, I out of respect for, for Caleb and just like with anybody else, we can't comment on. Generally, when you make a decision like you did yesterday, how do you weigh contextual factors and what guys are dealing with off the floor and I guess whatever behavior there might be that would lead you to make a decision to dismiss someone from the team? I think anybody who um, who comes to our program knows it's a very relationship fueled program. You know, we want um, we want guys in here that we want to be around, that we want around our family and, and, and we spend a lot of time together and um, so you develop those close bonds, you develop those relationships, and um, you know that's that's where it gets challenging because you want the individual so badly to be successful, and then yet there's um, decisions um, that need to be made as a leader of this program uh, at a time they need to be made when you know that it's best for the program. And as much as you care for those individuals, you've always got to keep the program at the forefront. And so. Um, you know, I, what I what I can say is, obviously, that's something that's you know been uh, happened here very recently, and um, you know, and that's that's the position that we're currently in right now. Caleb said in his statement that he said something he couldn't take back. It was was there a single inciting incident that led to your decision? <clears throat> yeah, no. I mean, look, the standards and expectations. I mean, we talk about it a lot. Are uh, very, very high level in our program. It's not for everybody, and so that it's important that on a daily basis everybody upholds those standards and, and lives up to those expectations. Um, and so, um, you know, I don't want to get into particular instances or things that have happened um, specifically, but, you know, like what I can say is all those uh, daily habits that we talk about and things that are important in our program and upholding those standards, um, you know, we, we've got to make sure that those are intact every single day. Was giving Caleb a second chance an option? You know, like I said, I mean, um, because he's no longer a member of our program, you know, at this point, like talking about his specifics, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather stay away from um, what I can say to you as we move forward. And like I said earlier, um, you know, I'll always be there for Caleb. So for me as a, as a human being and someone who cares about Caleb, like he's always going to have chances. He's always going to have chances if, if, it, if it comes to wanting to go to another school or be a coach someday or whatever that may be. He and I have had those direct conversations for years and um, we've had them recently and I'll always be there to support him. You mentioned the resources available to players from a mental health standpoint. What are those and how is it communicated to them either within your program or athletic department wide you know, what they can access? Yeah, we um, 
<clears throat> we make our guys aware, you know, we have mental health professionals uh, that work throughout our athletic department that our guys are in communication with. Um, we've also had somebody that's come in with our team specifically that um, has done sessions with our guys and been available as an additional resource above and beyond. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to think even though as coaches that we're not trained professionals and don't overstep our bounds, that um, we're human beings who care about the young people in our program deeply. And, uh, and we want to continue to encourage them to use you know, whatever resources our university has, um, ones that they may, <laughs> may be able to get otherwise, and, and to do everything they can to, you know, from a mental health standpoint and wellness standpoint, to be at their best. How much is that at the forefront over the last two or three years that maybe it wasn't previous? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really important. I know it's really important to us. I know it's important to our administration uh, throughout our department. It's important to me as the head of our program and wanting to make sure that, you know, that everybody in our program has those resources and understands what they are and knows that they have support and they can count on us to back, <laughs> back them, <coughs> excuse me, in utilizing those resources. How did you tell the guys on the team or did Caleb tell them or did you tell them or how did that, how did that yeah, well, I can't. Like I said, I, I won't talk about Caleb's whatever. You know, when that's, that's up to Caleb. something like this would happen. How yeah, you know, <laughs> well, we have we have a team meeting uh, every afternoon at 4 p.m. And, and that was something that yesterday that uh, we visited with our team about. Well, how do you get along with moving forward a little bit? How do you move forward with without Caleb? Like you said, you still got a lot a lot of stuff out still out there. Yeah, I mean, for for our team. Um, you know, as our guys came to practice today, you know, I mean, you've heard me talk about it before. It's always important that we have a great practice. And this morning we had great energy. We had a great practice. And so I'll always be someone that believes when you have a great practice, that that carries over to another great practice. And then that carries over to the game. And <clears throat> regardless of what additional opportunities in a conference tournament are beyond maybe in front of us, our focus right now is a game on Saturday. Our focus is have a great practice today, have a great team meeting today, have a great practice tomorrow, and carry that forward and put ourselves in great position to win, um, you know, against a really good team. We go to Waco on Saturday. Who has to step up? Right, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I would say everybody. You know, right now, um, you know, there's there's opportunity out there. You know, when when there's a player who's playing 30 minutes a game, there's there's minutes out there to be had. And right now, um, I stand behind the fact that there was a point in this season, probably a month ago, where the spirit that we had, the energy we played with, the enthusiasm and the passion that our guys played with on the court and exuded as a team was as strong as any team in the country, like any team in the country. And so right now, more than spacing the floor, shooting the three, or those sort of things, what we're trying to do is work extremely intentionally to make sure that we get that back, that we reclaim that the best we can or get it all the way back so that we're playing with that spirit. We're taking the charges, we're diving for the loose balls, we're getting the 50-50 balls, we're blocking out. So as much as there's a scheme part of this, we want that, we want that back because it's in us, we've shown we can do it, and we know what's in front of us, so it's my job to bring it out. Do you believe there's a correlation then between losing that and then obviously this situation? <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not gonna specifically talk about how it pertains to an individual. Like, what I can say for a team is 
that's something that we've clearly had and everybody's seen and everybody knows what it looks like and we've been fortunate to have it in our program not only this year but last year where you watch our guys play and it's it's the passion the enthusiasm the energy and doing all those things so uh, why ever or why not that hasn't happened for the last three weeks or so um, I can tell you that we are working tirelessly in every way possible to make sure we bring that back to our program. When you lost games and then have a player dismissed, the perception would be you're far away from having that unity, that spirit that you talked about. Do you feel like you guys are a ways off, or how do you make that gap up? Well, what I, what I would say is like going into last year, going into this year, the belief in our program wasn't real high. And what we were able to do is bring everybody together and play at a level where everybody watched and, and probably said, man, these guys are playing at a higher level than, than maybe what we thought they could. And now, you know, as we're back at the practice court, I think you go through a season and, you know, it's human nature, probably by young people, where are you ranked? <clears throat> Where does someone have you in a bracket? All those things come up. And so that adds, you know, for young people, probably additional pressure. Now we're at a point where what we're really working for is let's have the most fun. Let's be the most unified. Let's do everything we can to enjoy this experience and these opportunities in front of us and, and recapture that. And that's, that's how we would go about getting it back. It's not about you know, necessarily even a pep talk or a motivational speech. It's reconnecting to those habits in each other. Why did you guys lose that in the first place, that spirit? Yeah, I would say that, you know, when you play in a league that's as competitive as the Big 12 and you're playing great teams every single night, you can play good and lose. And when you look at some of the teams at the top of our league, they're teams that are going to be one seeds and two seeds in the NCAA tournament. And so to me, when you when you have a season, uh, what I've learned as a coach over time is there's you go through peaks and valleys. Um, you know, Kansas, which could end up being the overall number one seed in the tournament, lost three games in a row in our league and had to regroup and gather themselves. Uh, the majority of the teams in our league have had that adversity. The team we play on Saturday started with three losses to begin league play, and they're really good. So everybody has those ebbs and flows. And what you want to do is try to be at your best, recapture your best, and, and that's what we're working to do and we'll continue to do. But it's, it's far more out of respect for the programs that we play and how good they are and really understanding that than it is anything that you know I'd say is a knock against what we've done. What's the about needing guys to make perimeter shots to try to open things up now with seemingly your best option to do that going around the team is that obviously you still want to make perimeter shots but do you guys have to recalibrate I guess expectations of how likely that is and adjust accordingly? Well I, I still think that regardless of somebody's shooting percentage uh, in what they've accomplished to this point, like when you're the more aggressive team, when you're the team playing with more energy and enthusiasm, and, and you're doing that on the defensive end, you're doing it rebounding, you're doing it 50-50 balls when we've been our best, we've made enough shots to win. And I don't know if that means you need to make this many or that many. I really don't look at it as much as schematic related as if everybody's feeling good and everybody's making a play for each other and we're sharing the basketball and we're working to get a great shot and a great opportunity, that whatever that opportunity is, we're going to take it and, and make, <laughs> make it the best we can. So. Um, we're not trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel at this point. We're trying to get guys <laughs> to play to their strengths, to do the things that they do well and do them to the best of their ability. What's the biggest challenge for the Baylor team? <laughs> well, they're, 
their backcourt is phenomenal, and they shoot the ball from three. I mean, they're as prolific offensively um, as probably any team in the country. They've got a handful of guards that can all dribble, pass, shoot, and not just kind of shoot, but like shoot it with great consistency and regularity. And then on their front line, they do an unbelievable job doing effort-based things, rebounding, um, hitting the boards, and, and you know doing all those things so well. So they're really gifted offensively. Defensively, they have switchability and versatility. Um, for us, what we're really focusing on going into this game is when when they played here, you know, at the start of conference play. We held them to their season low point total, I think, at 62, if I'm not mistaken. And for us to be successful, we've got to be very intentional defensively. We've got to finish plays on the glass. We've got to get the loose balls. We've got to challenge that offense with our defense, and that will allow us to gain the momentum we need offensively to be successful. Generally speaking, do we, <clears throat> do we fans particularly, but us maybe sometimes? Are you a fan? Um, depends. Um, okay. On what does it depend on? Things, okay. um, I am. Are you a fan right now? I am. Okay, thanks. We appreciate your support. <laughs> I didn't say what. Oh. Do we some? Okay. Do people sometimes forget that the kids that they're seeing on the court, on the football field, that they're paying money for name, image, and likeness, whatever, that they're more for in basketball, for example, that they're more than just 40 minutes that they see them. Do people forget that? Do you think? You mean like the pressures that are on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I think like young people right now, there's, you know, when you look at social media and all the things that are out there, there's probably more pressures on them um, than ever before. You know, and this group is a group that went through COVID and there was challenges involved with that. And there's been a lot of things going on that they've had to deal with. So I would say that, um, you know, as human beings, like is, you know, again, highly competitive. We want to win every game. But I think for all of us, just taking a step back and understanding with young people, um, we're all here to try to mentor, develop, support, um, and do everything we can within our power to provide the resources for them to make the choices for themselves to be successful moving forward. And, and there are more challenges. There's more distractions. And that's why I feel like I'm really proud of our coaching staff, the young men in our program, and the support that we provide for one another because it is so important. Regarding your Yeah, I mean, I'm again, I'd say this, like, I really care about being the head coach at Iowa State. Like, this program really matters to me. This is, it's personal. It's my family. Uh, it's my wife who played here. It's a place I've grown up coaching. And there's, there's no position or job I honor more than being the head coach of this program. And so, regardless of how difficult a choice may or may not be in the given time, I have a responsibility and I have a job to do and I have to carry that out because it affects a lot of people. And so we're going to continue to make sure that we make the best decisions at the right time for this program, regardless of how challenging they may or may not be for me personally. How can Demarion expand his role, given you always want to, you know, manage the workload for guys like Gabe and, and Darren and now, as you said, there more minutes well, Demarion gives us someone particularly defensively that's, you know, he's got the length, um, athleticism, instincts. Um, and what you've seen is for him, like he's had some really good defensive moments for us. And I know when you when someone's not with you that's made some shots and scored some points, it's like, well, now can somebody else just score those points? And <laughs> like I mentioned, I, I feel strongly that our defensive identity that we've created will be the way to do that. And so for Demarion, 
you know, there's going to be more opportunities for him, certainly. And he steps into more of those opportunities, a defensive intent, an effort-based focus, uh, rebounding and bringing it to the table. That probably leads to a offensive rebound putback or a cut to score, getting to the foul line. And that's where we want to put his focus and effort and attention. He needs to be the best version of himself and do what he can do and not worry about trying to play like anybody else or do what anybody else did. You show Robert video of last year's first half? Um, Down here. <laughs> I won't comment on, <laughs> on, 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 on things that we may use as motivation and things that we utilize for our guys. But, um, you know, I just say this about Robert. Like, he's, he's, he's a really effort-based, lunch-pail, blue-collar worker. Um, these are the type of challenges that he welcomes. And um, excited to see Robert play well on Saturday. All right, that's all we got for tonight's Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. We'll be back same time, same place next week from 6 to 7 here Thursday night on the Morning Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.